Hey everyone, I wanted to welcome you to Encounter Church. I'm Pastor Craig Rice. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Hey, what's going on, family? So glad you joined us today. Hey, I've got an incredible talk to share with you uh, that I'm going to be titling Just Add Water. Pumped about this. Let's go ahead and just dive right in to Scripture. We're going to take our attention to Matthew chapter 13 and verse 33 in the New Living Translation. And Jesus is illustrating and talking about the kingdom as he often did. Jesus would use statements and pictures and parables and stories to illustrate his point. And oftentimes he would talk about the kingdom of heaven is like. This coincides with what Jesus prays with the disciples and he says, we want to see heaven on earth. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And when he's doing this, he's showing them in real time what the kingdom should look like. And so this is one of those parables, one of those illustrations that Jesus is teaching. Not necessarily one that we talk a lot about, but one that we're going to unpack today. And Matthew 13 and 33 says it like this, Jesus also used this illustration. The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. And as Jesus is talking to the disciples, he's, he's talking first about mustard seed. And he says, if you, have, if you have a mustard seed, you plant it in the garden, it's so small as a seed form, but then grows to be one of the biggest plants in the garden. In fact, so big that the birds of the air actually nest in its branches. And then to further illustrate his point, he says, the kingdom of heaven is like yeast. <laughs> and I don't know, if I were the disciples, I'm thinking Jesus has absolutely lost his mind at this point. Like, really, we're talking about mustard seed, and then we're talking about yeast? You're comparing the kingdom of heaven, this glorious kingdom, to yeast? And what Jesus is doing in this illustration of the kingdom coming to earth and us being a part of the kingdom, he's illustrating the story and the picture of a woman that is making bread and the ingredients she needs to complete her task within this is some unspoken things. He has the yeast, which is like the kingdom of heaven. And then he has the flour. And then he says that it's like dough. Now, I'm not thoroughly versed in baking, but I do know that if I add yeast to flour, it doesn't just turn to dough. There's some other ingredients that we have to add to get to the dough to make the bread. And that's where the water comes in. And so I want to work on this angle of what the kingdom is really like. And I've realized that our nature is directly connected to what is nurturing us. 
So what we allow to nurture ends up becoming our nature, and that's why Jesus talks so much about the kingdom of heaven, what it's like, how to get the kingdom a part of our lives, a part of our families, a part of our jobs, how, and, and what the kingdom looks like in all of those things. And what Jesus is illustrating through, through these parables and these stories and these, these moments with the disciples is about the nurturing of the kingdom so that the kingdom would then become our nature. It's why he got frustrated with the disciples so many times and he would say things like, have I not been with you for so long that you're acting like this? Have I not showed you so many miracles that you still don't have enough faith for this? He would even condemn them, criticize them by saying, oh, ye of little faith. And it was moments like that that really shows that Jesus is trying to nurture them in the ways of the kingdom so that the kingdom would become their nature. In fact, so much so that when the disciples are now alone, after Jesus had resurrected and ascended to heaven, they're able to actually do greater things than what Jesus did. There's moments where the disciples are going up to pray, and there's a, a crippled man laying there, and he's asking for money. But the disciples, Peter and John, walk by, and they said, we don't have any money, but in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And the man does. It's moments like Paul had in his missionary journeys of seeing miracles and life transformation. One, a boy falls out of a window while Paul's preaching, and Paul rushes down, prays for him, and the boy lives again. It's, these, it's this kingdom nurturing that becomes now second nature with kingdom actions. Because what you allow to nurture you will eventually become your nature. And Peter writes about it in 2 Peter chapter 1. He says it like this, By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know Him, the one who called us to Himself by means of His marvelous glory and excellence. And because of His glory and excellence... He has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share His divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desire. Did you catch that? He said the promises of God actually activate you so that you can share in His divine nature. It's, it's the Word of God that begins to activate your life, begins to activate the promises that God has given you, the hopes to your dreams, the, the promises to your prayers. It's, it, is, it is those promises that activate and enable you to see, receive, and be a part of His divine nature. So my first point is this in our talk today is, is that when Jesus is discussing the kingdom, he says it's like, it's like yeast. It's like yeast. And this yeast that he talks about, he says you just add a little bit. So number one is this, a little goes a long way. Just a little bit of yeast goes a long way. He says that it permeates every part of the dough. Because you don't need this whole container to make the bread, all you need is just a little bit. 
And when a little bit is applied, it goes a long way. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that when a little bit is in an effect, it begins to spread like wildfire. It permeates every area. No wonder Jesus' mission and his heart for disciples and those that follow him, that live, love, and look like him, need to realize that the kingdom is like yeast, that everywhere we go, a little bit of it goes a long way. To have his divine nature within us because of the nurturing of his kingdom goes a long way. It's like yeast. It's why... Luke writes and says it like this in Luke 12 and and 29. And don't be concerned about what you eat and what you drink. Jesus is having this dialogue with the disciples as Luke records it. And it's like, hey, all of these temporal things, if you're nurturing the temporal, you can't be concerned about the temporal things. So don't be concerned about what you eat or what you drink. Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world. But your Father already knows your needs. So seek the kingdom of God above all else, and He will give you everything you need. Did you catch it? Did you see it? Did you see that illustration that Jesus is talking, that we can get so caught up in the nurturing of our wants and these needs and and what we're going to eat and what we're going to wear and where we're going to go and who we're going to hang with and and, and what's the next activity that we're going to be a part of. And he's like, hey, you can't worry about that. That's not the nature of the kingdom. The nature of the kingdom is not about all the temporal. It's about the eternal. The nature of the kingdom is that we seek the kingdom first, is that we put the kingdom above all things, because when we seek the kingdom first, everything that we need is going to be added to us. Because a little bit of the kingdom goes a long way, because the kingdom is like yeast. Kingdom nurturing begins with believing the precious promises like Peter talks about. This is what Jesus is also mentioning here in Luke, that hey, I have all of the answers. I have all of the promises. I'm promising you that if you will seek the kingdom first, I'm going to add all these other things. That's the promise. If you will seek first, then I will add second. It's like yeast. It goes a long ways. It permeates every aspect of your life, of your existence. My question then would be, what promises has God given you that you have stopped believing because it hasn't come to pass? What promises have you pushed off to the side that you have put in the back of your mind, that you have hit the Control-Alt-Delete button on, that you have simply gotten rid of because it hasn't happened yet? Yet the promise of God never leaves. It's always there. It just needs to be activated. And it's the promise of God when we believe it that activates us to kingdom nature. And I believe that God is still speaking. The question is, are we still listening? God is always speaking. The kingdom is always good. Because just a little bit, just a little bit goes a long way. He said just a little bit of yeast permeates the entire dough. 
Now, my point number two is this, that if the kingdom is like yeast, and he says it permeates all of it, he leaves out an ingredient that makes dough, and that is water. So point number two is this, we have to add some water. Have you ever seen those packages and that you get at, at the store and... It's kind of, kind of my specialty when I look at it. I want to know how many ingredients I have to add to this. Like, like if I'm going to make pancakes in the morning, I'm going to get Bisquick. Because really, all I have to add is some water and an egg. Right? That's it. And Jesus is teaching the disciples through this illustration of yeast. And then he says something. He says it's going to permeate the entire dough. Now, I can't get dough from just yeast and flour I have to add water. And Scripture shows us that there is water as an illustration in the Scriptures for what it means for us. And it's like this. Isaiah 55 and 8 says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. The word of God is like water. So if the kingdom is like yeast, then I have to be able to add the water of the word of God. It's, it's these precious promises that I'm believing. It's the word of God that comes to me. It's, it's, and, and many times the word of God comes in various forms. It comes through prophecy. It comes through visions. It comes through dreams. It comes through desires. It comes through the written word of God. It comes through prayer. And the questions that I begin to formulate is, how is God speaking to me in this moment? Because the word of God is like water. It's like rain. It's like snow. And it begins to seep in to my life. And I realize that in order for the yeast to become active, the same way Peter says that precious promises enable us, it's got to have water, which means the word of God has to be in effect for the kingdom to permeate everywhere. But it's the word of God, it's the promises of God that enable us to have His nature, the nature of the kingdom. You're going to begin to grow. You're going to grow when the word of God means more to you than the words of people. You're going to begin to develop this kingdom nature when you believe what God has said over what people have said. People can be cruel. They can be inconsiderate. They can be less than kingdom-minded. They can say things that are detrimental to us, to, to who we believe God's called us to be. They, they'll say things that really aren't kingdom-based, and, and they don't really believe in you. They'll say things that are off-putting and, and really, really put you down, condemning you. And yet, that's not the kingdom. 
And so many times we can focus on the words and the labels and the things that others pour into us when Jesus is trying to reach us and say, that's not the nature of the kingdom. The nature of the kingdom is my precious promises, is my word, what I say, because wherever I send my word, it will produce fruit. It'll produce a crop. He says it like this in such a way that he says, your thoughts are not my thoughts. Your ways are not my ways. I've got bigger things, better things, greater things in store for you than you can ever think, believe, or imagine. But it begins with my word. That word is like water. It's like rain. It's like snow. In fact, John records what Jesus says in John 15. And Jesus says, yes, I am the vine. You're the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered in a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. He says, if you'll ask anything, because you're connected to the source, because the Word of God remains in you. It's an activating agent in your life that when you ask, when you pray big prayers, when you dream big things, when you decide that I'm going to open my mouth and ask, he says, it will be granted anything you ask because you're connected, you're activated, it's enabling you from a kingdom nature. His promises produce your purpose. His promises, His word is like rain, it's like water, and it produces your purpose. So let me ask you this. What is God saying to you? What is God saying to you in this season? What is God asking you? What is God telling you? What is God leading you? Where, what is this moment that you know that God is speaking to you and what He's speaking to you about? And many times it'll scare us. Many times it'll cause us to be frightened. Many times it'll cause us to not really believe it because maybe I don't really believe it about myself and maybe this is way too big for me. But the question is, what is God saying to you? And then I want to turn it corporately. What is God saying to us? What is God saying to us in the world right now? What is God saying to us in this generation? What is God saying to us in our church? And I'll say this, that our word for the year that God gave us is that he wants us to build his church. That is his word. That is his promise. And it's going to enable us to do the impossible because his word produces our purpose. It's his promises that enable us to have this kingdom nature. And what I've, what I've realized that with this baking of bread, the kingdoms like yeast, is that yeast alone is not active until the water touches it. So I can add a little yeast to a bowl of flour. And I can mix it in. In fact, that's what Jesus said. It's like, it's like when 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 the lady is making the bread. She can do it. It permeates every part of it. But that alone does not become the dough. What becomes the dough is when I take 
the activating agent because yeast is activated when the water touches it. When the Word of God is applied, it begins to activate the yeast because yeast is an important ingredient in the making of bread because the yeast causes the bread to grow, causes it to rise. And when I begin to mix it in, it begins to permeate every single part of this dough. Now suddenly it's not just a bowl of flour and yeast. Now it's dough. And Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like yeast that when it permeates the entire piece, it becomes like dough. And what I have to do is I have to start adding the word of God to my beliefs, to my nature, to my hopes, to my dreams, that if God said it, he will complete it. The word of God doesn't pass away. It doesn't fail. It doesn't move because of my bad day, my bad idea. It, it doesn't move away because I, I, I have lost it. His word never fails. And I've realized this, that it is impossible for God to forget what he has promised you. You and I may forget. You and I may move on. You and I may move forward. However, God it is impossible for God to forget what he's promised you. And that may, that may frighten us because there's a promise that is waiting. There's a promise that will be fulfilled. But maybe, maybe he's just waiting on you to take the activating agent of adding his word that I'm going to believe that what you said is true. Hosea says it like this in Hosea 6 and 3. Let us know. Let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. He is going forth, is established as the morning. And here it comes. He, come, he will come to us like the rain, like the latter and the former rain to the earth. He says the power of God is going to come to us like the rain to activate us, to enable us to inherit this precious kingdom nature with his precious promises. And God's word, God's word begins to bring purpose to our imperfect and incomplete pieces. The bowl is filled with the flour and the yeast. It's not perfect. It's incomplete. It's lacking. There's something missing. But it's the word of God like rain, like snow, like water that begins to activate what God has already put in. The kingdom is like yeast. It causes it to grow. It produces. It shows. It brings forth. This is what it is. And Paul says it like this. Now, our knowledge is partial and incomplete. And even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now, we see things imperfectly like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely just as God now knows me completely. Because when you begin to take the water, when you just add 
the water, it begins to start completing the picture. God's given you a word, and he's like, the kingdom's like yeast, and you've got flour, and it's imperfect, and it's an incomplete. It's a puzzling reflection. I don't know how this and this is going to match. I don't know how God's going to heal me. I don't know how God's going to save that family member. I don't know how God's going to raise me up. I don't know how God's going to provide this. I don't know how God's going to work this way. I don't know. It's a puzzling reflection, and yet the word of God is like rain. He will come to you like rain and activate his promise within you. The moment that you receive him as rain is the moment he's going to enable you to have his divine nature. And finally, in order for the dough to become bread, for your lump to become a loaf, you have to put it in the heat. So number three is this, you have to bring the heat. It's a scary thought, really. Because there's moments that I just don't want to be in the fire. I don't want to have the moments where I deal with hardships. I deal with with moments of pain or moments that really challenge me, but yet it's in the heat that causes the flour and the yeast and the water to rise, to create something that was just a lump, to create it into a loaf. It's the heat that causes the bread to finally rise. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast. It produces, it grows. The heat that you're in right now, the struggle you're in, the trial you're in, God knows. And God is using this to preserve, to help, to cause you to become something that others just thought was a lump. In fact, Paul says it like this, in this moment, he is in this heated Issue. He is a prisoner on a ship and he's arguing with the people, yet God appears to him, gives him a word, a promise. And Paul stands up and they're about to wreck and it's about to be over. And Paul says it like this in Acts 27 But take courage, none of you will lose your lives, even though, even though the ship will go down. For last night, an angel of of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage, for I believe God. It will be just as he said, but we will be shipwrecked on an island. He says, he says hey, we're going to go through something together. But what we're going to go through, God is going to spare us because I believe it will be just as God says it. They get shipwrecked. Paul is floating on pieces of the boat to shore. Gets to shore. They're sitting there. They're cold. They're shivering because of what they just went through. There's there's trauma. There's a moment of struggle. There's this this moment of pain that they're looking back. We've just endured a shipwreck. Our lives, we came out alive because God said it. I believe that he said it just that way. And Paul goes and gathers some sticks to make a fire. And in the middle of it, a viper strikes him and bites him. And people are are sitting back going, he's going to die. This is it. 
And Paul takes the serpent and shakes it off into the fire. Because the fire wasn't there to destroy Paul. It was there to destroy the thing that was attacking Paul. And I want to help you today that you may feel like you are in a shipwreck. You may feel like you are in the moment of an intense battle or a fire or a trial and you've endured a trauma. And you're looking back and you're like, I don't know how this is going to play out. I don't know how we're going to get through this. I don't know how we're going to survive. But I want you to remember that the promises of God do not pass away. They do not fade. It is an activating agent because the kingdom of heaven is like yeast. And wherever it goes, it will grow and expand. And God's promises are yea and amen. And they will produce what it has been sent to produce. This is just another moment. This is just another season. It's just the heat of the battle, but it's to produce you from a lump to a loaf. And if you'll hold on in your breaking, if you'll hold on in the fire, if you'll hold on in the moment of trial and struggle and, 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 and all of these things, God will take you to the shores of your purpose. He will bring you from the shipwreck to purpose because the kingdom of heaven like yeast when it gets in it permeates everything Paul says I believe God what is it that right now you can say without a doubt I'm going to now believe God that it will be just as he said it don't let your trauma become your truth don't let your trials become your truth God's word is your truth if he said it, it's going to happen. So my prayer is that he would come to us like rain. And that in the middle of our fire, we would produce what he has placed in us. Because the kingdom of heaven is like yeast. And it's going to permeate every part of us. I want to pray for you. If you've been watching this and you want to make a fresh start today by saying yes to Jesus, I'm going to give you this opportunity. Maybe you're coming back to him. Maybe you're wanting to come back and you've been away and in this moment you're like, I want the kingdom to get inside of me. There's been some promises that haven't been fulfilled and I've been hurt by it. But yet today you're going to stand on your shipwreck and say, I believe God that it will be just as he said. And if you're, if you're watching this right now, I just want to take this moment and I want to pray for you. And I'm going to ask God to do an incredible thing. Will you pray with me right now? Father, we've been away from you where we're coming to you for the very first time. We're asking that you would forgive us, that you would take our life and make it into something great. That this moment, we, are, we know that we're not our own, that we are yours and you have so much in store for us. You've placed so much in us. You have designed us to be so much greater than where we are right now. So today I'm deciding that I'm not going to let my trauma become my truth. I'm not going to let my trial become my truth. I'm not going to let my past become my truth. But today I'm going to reside and rest and remain in your word that you are the vine and I am the branches and I'm going to connect to you. So today, I give you my life. I give you my fears, my worries, my anxieties. And I'm declaring today that you are the Lord and Savior of my life. 
And today I say yes to you. Today I say yes to coming back. Today I say yes to coming to you for the first time. So make me new. Make me whole. Make me complete. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, folks, today I just want to encourage you, add some water to your faith. Add some water to your prayers. Add some water. Add that word of God. And let's see the yeast of the kingdom within you grow and expand and blossom and produce what God sent it to produce. I love you all. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to subscribe to our channel. I want you to smash that like button. I want you to share this with somebody and let's see what God can do in you and through you as we encounter God and encounter people. Be blessed. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to encourage you to take the message you just heard and allow Jesus to transform your soul. We pray that you have an amazing week. Thanks again for being a part of the Encounter Church family. God bless you.